Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. What is up, Jay and Mio? Today is January the 1st, 2021. We made it, guys. We survived the 2020s, the lost year, if you will. It would be really sucky if between us recording this and that day, the world ended. Um, but then I guess it wouldn't be embarrassing because no one would hear this. That would be that would be a very unfortunate just for lots of people all around yeah. everywhere. Um, so first off, welcome everyone to the brand new year, a brand new fresh start, a brand new season-ish, if you will, of High Five. Not quite yet. We're almost there. This is actually the tail end of our Merry Christmas or our High Five Miss trilogy. This is officially our Ghost of Future. Christmas? Ghosts of Christmas. Ghosts of Future? No, 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 you guys, come on. Ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Oh, Oh, sure. Come on, guys, you gotta say it in the the Dickensian style. Of course, I knew that. I know, geez. Uh, But we're here to talk about all of the exciting things coming in 2021. Um, High Five is going on a short hiatus. Uh, This will be the only episode releasing in January. So suck it, listeners. Uh, No, in all in all, we're building anticipation. That's right. That's right. In all actuality, the show is going to come back stronger than ever for a brand new season in February. It will be launching on February second. Which wait, 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 wait. Cue your calendars and saying that's not a Friday. I know. It's because we are officially moving to Tuesdays starting in February 2021. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, You're the most heart, excited. It's my heart can release day. It should be high five release day. It just makes sense. It feels good. The good Mia, news is we're in the big leagues. We're in the big the leagues, good, Mia. The good news is nobody will have to move to a new RSS feed. Same feed, you just stay subscribed. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Because yeah, please. you'll still be getting them, but you'll be getting them on Tuesdays now instead of Fridays. So every Tuesday you'll have a brand new feed or a brand new episode of High Five the Podcast. And and uh, we've teased it for some months prior to now, 
but we have fully integrated, we have absorbed, if you will, into the Project Hyphen Nerd machine. Yes. Our overlords have become our cohorts. And so now, <laughs> what we have decided to do is help them relaunch, just like we are in February with a new release date, we're helping Project Nerd relaunch with a refreshed slate of podcasts and YouTube shows and series and just awesome awesomeness all around starting in February, 2021. Um, so make sure that you navigate your YouTube browsers to the Project Hyphen Nerd YouTube channel. Go ahead and click subscribe. Do it now, even though that it's not bell. February of yet. Get them, get them dinghies. Make sure you get reminders because starting in February, you're going to have a whole new slate of video content coming to your eyeballs from that network. We're talking narrative docu-series. We're talking new uh, video talk shows with guests that your brain can't even fathom right now. We're talking episodes of existing podcasts in, now in video form. What? That's crazy. You can see our faces. All the faces. We're talking unboxing. We're talking all sorts of new stuff. So go check that out. In the meantime, also navigate yourself over to the Project Hyphen Nerd website, project-nerd.com. Mm -hmm. That will be the hub to keep up to date with all of the new content that is coming to you starting in February, including a refreshed and retooled slate of podcasts on the podcast network. Now, some of the podcasts not high five the podcast, but some of the podcasts are changing feeds. So that's also the place to check and see if the show that you love and listen to is moving to a new feed. Some things are kind of getting shuffled around. We're going to have more categorized networks going forward. So we'll have like a movie feed and we'll have like a, a, a life and life issues feed. We'll have a, a gaming, you know, feed. gaming feed. Um, so you'll be able to find all of your things that you're nerd about in very specific places coming, coming soon. Um, outside of that, uh, I think that's all the big news that we have for Project Nerd. Jay, Mia? Um, no, I mean, any, it's, it's anything else great. to add? It's going to be yes. a wild year. 2021 is going to be a banner year for nerds. So uh, everybody stay tuned. And I think we have nothing left to do than high five. I said we high five. High five! Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right, so uh, we're here to talk about uh, the movies that we are looking forward to most in 2021. Because we've got yes. a weird, wild release like strategy happening from some studios <laughs> movies movies that were supposed to be released last year are getting released in different formats next year i mean mia yeah. we were talking about it before the show but you know not only 2020 was a weird wacky terrible horrific year but it was pretty good for creative outlets like there were good albums there were good movies that got released yeah. And 2021 is kind of stacking up to look pretty good. You were saying that you were having to narrow your list down from like 15 or 20 choices. Yes! And I'm still looking. It's over here to my left. I'm still <laughs> looking and I'm like, did I make the right choices? Should I switch them? I don't now, know. Now, to help you, to help you, I do have to ask uh, some criteria regarding okay. movies that are releasing. Sure. Uh, does a movie count? And because of the I, weird I release strategy, 
does a movie still count as a film that I'm looking forward to in 2021 if it is a streaming movie and not necessarily like a theatrical release? Yeah, I, I struggled with this a little bit, and I'll, I'll be honest. I don't honest. know which ones are gonna get. I just that, I just knew <laughs> I don't know which ones are gonna get streamed. <laughs> that's where I landed on it. Is I kind of went by the the momentousness of the movie or if it yeah. would get a dual release but to 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 mia's point i kind of landed in i'm gonna put the movies that i'm most excited about regardless because i have no Perfect. idea how they're gonna so it get doesn't released. it doesn't matter necessarily what their current release strategy is yeah. it's more so right. if it's releasing in the 2021 calendar year right and it can be on our well, list because yep. there are going to be some, you know, that have the release of what Wonder Woman 84 did, where it's in theaters and on HBO Max. We're going to see sure. that a lot next year. Yeah, don't forget um, the entire Warner Brothers catalog. Yeah, exactly. Supposedly. I, and I, spoiler alert, there's a handful of those, that catalog that may be on my list. Um, yes. Now, I will say, did you guys see the latest news that Legendary Pictures is has, like, officially filed suit against Warner Brothers and no, is trying... That? for that and they're trying to block the streaming release of wait for it dune and, <gasps> no! and godzilla vs kong because legendary Ow. and here's here's their argument and it's a pretty solid one hmm. in the case of both of those pictures legendary ponied up up to 70 percent of the budget of those films Oof. so they are in all, in all intents and purposes, they are the rightful owners, if you will. Majority owners. Of those films. And so they said to Warner Brothers, like, uh, you know, we, the, Legendary was in the same boat as everybody else. Supposedly, they were only given, like, a 24-hour head no, heads up that this was happening. Mm. And Warner Brothers basically said, well, we own the distribution rights, so it's going to HBO Max. And Legendary was like, <laughs> hold my beer. I don't think so. Uh, and to be fair, a lot of filmmakers have come out too. Uh, Denny Villeneuve, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, even Patty mm -hmm. Jenkins has said yeah. that she... Now, to be fair, it was just announced. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there is officially a Wonder Woman 3 happening with Patty Jenkins and Gail Godot. But, Ooh. or Gal Gadot, but I think it's I think it's Gadot. It I've been I've, I've been I've been All embarrassed right. publicly by that before, but I watched an interview with her and she said it that way. So that's all right. Well, it is definitely Gal, right? It's Gal yes. Gadot. All right, perfect. So they're Pronounced on Jerry. board. <laughs> but prior to the release of Wonder Woman on streaming, there Patty Jenkins had spoken vocally about saying she didn't know if there wasn't a reestablished theatrical model that she would be interested in returning for another right. film at Warner Brothers. Um, so clearly, I don't know if that is a signal that, hey, Warner Brothers is fully vested in bringing movies back to the theatrical model and that this is a 2021 kind of fluke solution to mm. a, an unexpected problem, or if they backed up that proverbial truckload of money and said, hey, we know that we're probably going to release it again and streaming, but here is a truckload of money to make well, sure that you come back to do it. Well, and and I am have not been a part of any of those conversations, obviously, but I did notice that a lot of oh, did you not get the but, Zoom call invite for this? No, no, my internet right. was out. Um, I'm sorry, but 
I I did I did notice that and and I love Patty Jenkins. I think she's a fantastic filmmaker. But I did notice that argument went quietly silent after it started to being announced that Wonder Woman was doing good in the box office or better than expected and helped raising box office revenues across the country and had these huge streaming numbers and then they got you know offered the third one like after all that happened in the span of about four or five days i didn't hear a lot of the streaming release is going to be terrible for me i didn't hear that as much sure now i do have to ask have either one of you watched wonder woman Yes. No. Okay. We have. You got you. You finished Wonder Woman, then, Jay. I have. Yes. Um, can you, without spoilers, for Mia's sake and those who are listening that haven't watched it, even though you've had a full two weeks, it is January first, after all. Um, can you say without spoilers how, what you thought overall? Like I, a, I, I can. And honestly, knowing and having read what's on the internet about this, I may catch some flack for this. I didn't think it was that bad. You didn't think it was bad. You enjoyed no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I will say I actually fall into movie. the I fall into that same camp with you. I have, of course, read the detractors online who sure. have said, you know, oh, it's full of plot holes and oh, it's blah 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 sure. But the first thing I said after the movie ended, I watched it with Haley and the kids. The first thing I said was, I was like, well, that was a fun movie. It's exactly what I felt. Oh. It, was, it fun. was a fun movie. It was fun. It, was, it wasn't earth shattering or life changing. It's way better than um, X Men Apocalypse. It it's is way definitely. better than. <laughs> it's way better than Justice League, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of elements that I thought they heightened and did better than the first Wonder Woman, which, in my opinion, is pretty damn hard. That woman, that that Wonder Woman movie, is great. That Patty G. I will did. say tonally, though, I thought they both felt like very different movies. Like. Uh, I agree. I think Wonder Woman 84 feels more in line, and I may catch flack with this, but with like an Aquaman or one of those more just like big, campy kind of fun movies. I had it in my head as Shazam. I think it's it's in the realm of Shazam. I enjoyed Shazam very much. Same. I also enjoyed Shazam. But I do think tonally they are very different from each other. I agree. And I kind of like that, though. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. I kind of dug, I, 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 will mean, say I think you'll really like it. Amanda loved it. It's very, you know, it's very female centric. It, it does delve into some themes about mm-hmm. her humanity and, and her strength and how all that plays together and women who are, you know, ostracized, especially in the eighties, you know, it, it has a setting for that. I and, will and I say though that they doubled down on people. A lot of people complained about the love interest factor in the first movie. People were like, well, why does she have to be in love with Steve Trevor and this whole thing? <laughs> I do feel like they kind of doubled down on that for this one. And they're like, if you thought she was in love before, wait till you see this movie. Um, here's, here's my statement on that. I love Chris Pine. Put him in everything. He makes sure. everything better. I thought he was fantastic. He was one of my favorite parts of this movie, to be honest. Sure. And well, to be fair, you also are a big uh, supporter of celebrating Chris Pinemas, which we discussed in yes. our last episode. Um, yep. I, so I, that- I, I, I go into the woods and I cut down a Chris Pine tree. I bring it into my house. I decorate it with the film stubs of all of his movies that I have seen. Yes. And then I you also have, beautiful. don't forget... Don't forget the large uh, cardboard cutout of his face that is just front and center. Instead of being a tree topper, it's just the center of the tree so that it appears it like, like Chris him. Pine is just wearing 
a yes. a Christmas tree costume. One day, I hope to have the revenue to actually pay him to stand in my house and do it himself. <laughs> just be in your Christmas tree for the holidays. I no, be that. my now, Christmas tree. He just has to stand like this. <laughs> now, I do have to ask, because I feel like this will segue into our conversation, too. So that being said, that you enjoyed Wonder Woman, do you think it would have changed your enjoyment level to have watched it in a movie theater as opposed to on your screen at home? Like, do you think that that would have had a, like, impact yes. level to the point where you're like, I could have enjoyed this on an infinitely larger level than I enjoyed it at home? Or do you like, oh, well, that would have been a different experience and fun, but not make or break? That one. Okay. All right. I, that's me and Amanda talked no. about it. And I, and I even said, I was like, Amanda, do you think some of the vitriol against this movie is just the fact that it wasn't seen in a theater and wasn't as grandiose and fun as it could have been. Yep, sure. And she said, oh, definitely. I definitely think that had something to do with it. And I agree because to your points, I've read the articles about the plot holes in me. I'm not going to say any because I don't want to, I sure. want you to see it. It's very good. Um, okay. But like, I'll read them. It's like, well, yeah, sure. But Ant-Man had some of the same plot holes. No one really gave a shit. It's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, sure. movies have plot holes sometimes. Sure. There were more in this one. It may not needed to have been as long as it was, but I didn't mind it. Had Can I say the that time. I do have a fear and I feel like legendary is kind of on the right path. I do have a little bit of a fear that movies like specifically Godzilla versus Kong will suffer greatly because those yeah. movies are made to be spectacles and not necessarily yeah. the most, you know, intricately written pro plot yeah. level and acted performances. So I think, think of it like just gravity. Get, oh, totally. I think that that, I think Godzilla vs. Kong, and I'm waiting, but I have a feeling it's just going to be ripped apart after it debuts, whether it's enjoyable or not. People are going to be like, oh my God, this stupid plot hole and that performance was wooden and blah, 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 blah. Because people aren't getting that spectacle that sometimes kind of masks that experience initially, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I will say I watched Wonder Woman in kind of like a hybrid in between. So I have a theater. I love just throwing that out. Any <laughs> you just, I you have just a theater knife. in my basement. Uh, and it, it recreates a theatrical experience pretty well. It's got nice theater seating and I've got a popcorn machine down there. I've got the whole works. But oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't mess around. I'm not just some fly by night movie fan, okay? Like, of course, it's, it's for real. Um, but no, uh, and it's it, the screen I saw it on a, I think it's like a 126 inch screen or whatever. I will say that I still had that feeling, even on a screen that size, I was still like, this may have had more impact in the theater. So and there are specific scenes I'm thinking of that would, I think, oh, have done that. Totally agreed. So I, that's why I wanted to ask, because yeah. now it watching it that way did kind of... Originally, I was like, send everything to streaming. I want to watch everything in my house immediately. Um, but now I am kind of getting maybe swayed back in the other direction a little bit just because I'm like, man, I do feel like there is there's some something lost in that, oh. in that translation. The best example that I have of a theatrical versus a home video experience being like night and day different, and I reference, I've referenced this a lot, Jay, I know you and I have talked about this before, but when I initially went and saw the movie Cloverfield way back in the day, oh, it, it oh released, 
It released in theaters and I went and saw it and I loved it. Like, I was like, this was one of the most fun movie going experiences that I've ever had. Like, it was an awesome movie, blah, blah, blah. It was great. I loved it. Well, when it released on home video, I couldn't wait to get it. And I bought it on DVD and I watched it immediately. And I went, you know what? This movie's really not that good. Oh, and no. it was the first time that like the theatrical experience versus the home video experience really came into yeah. play for like my enjoyment of a movie. Like it's yeah. the it's the one that I can like pinpoint and go, yes, that moment <laughs> is a perfect example. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And, and um and you know, I'm a huge theater fan, you know, it's like my my dream and I love the theater experience and I have talked about it on the show quite a bit. Um, and it's, but it's so interesting to me because you can almost predict the voices that are going to be on which side of the fence because it's Ooh. directors like Denise Villanueva and oh, Christopher sure. Nolan and Steve. And, that's another, um, hold on. That's another know, name. How do you actually say that? I feel like I butcher it. it every you, you do. It's Denise Villanueva. So it's actually Denise. Denise. Well, it's Denis, Denis, like Denis the S is kind of silent, but yeah. I always thought it was Denis Villeneuve. No, it's, I'm pretty sure the last name is Villeneuve, unless and someone on Villain. Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, and just so all the listeners know, you are the only certified film critic on this show. So I will, so I will acquiesce to, thank you, thank you, to thank your you. pronunciation but, of names. But you don't really see you don't really see directors like Mark Duplass coming out and sure. like lambasting the streaming because his movies aren't made to be visual spectacles. I could totally right. see Marvel getting their panties in a twist over Endgame not being released theatrically because it's made to be seen. That's part of the medium. That's part of yeah. the desired experience. And Tenet is a, a probably one of the best examples I can think of because mm -hmm. last year they were adamant. They're like, Tenet has to be seen in the theater. And mm -hmm. so they released it in the theater in June or July or whenever it was and kind of tanked because everyone was still scared of theaters. And then it's getting now re-released in streaming and in theaters again. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, the movie's okay. And no one's like, this is what I was talking about. You know what I'm oh, saying no. though? Do, have you seen Tenet yet? No. Not yet. All right. I watched Tenet and I will say it was the first movie that I was like, would this have benefited me if I would have seen it in the theater? And mm. once again, the answer is yes. Like, yeah. I do think, I enjoyed the movie, don't get me wrong, but I think I would have enjoyed, especially some of the, and let's be honest, Christopher Nolan really knows how to do set pieces, like very, you know, well-crafted set pieces. Some of those really, really deserve to be seen in the theater to really do them justice. And so yeah. I am a little nervous, especially about Dune. That's the one that I'm probably the most hesitant on. Um, and maybe The Matrix 4. Because I know The Matrix is supposed to be releasing now direct to streaming as well. Mm -hmm. And if anything, The Matrix is known for its visual style yeah. and flair. Um, mm -hmm. Especially the last two sequels, because that's really the only thing they had going for them. <laughs> um, well, and Keanu but, Reeves, he's wonderful. That's true, that's true. Um, but like, I started thinking about a whole di bunch of different movies. I was like, man, how would I feel if like John Wick Four is mm -hmm. straight to streaming? And I'm like, man, that is a movie that I'd really rather see in the theater. And how you know? So I definitely 
I definitely am excited for most of the films that are on my list. I mean, I'm excited for all of them. But oh, wow. I will say that there is a caveat that some of them that are not releasing or some didn't make the list because I'm worried that they won't be released in theatrically or I won't be able to see them theatrically. Yeah. And it does, they do slightly get dinged for that. For that I can understand that. Now, I mean, um, Mia, where, where do you land on the whole theater and streaming and so all that? So I just watched Soul. Oh, and yeah, we watched that too, by the way. I, I'm watching that tonight. Oh, well, no So spoil. don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was struggling connecting to the movie. And I'm and like in my room, I have a fairly sized TV. Like I can only play certain games because I get heart <laughs> like motion sickness because the screen's too big. It's too close to my face. So when so I'm thinking, well, this this shouldn't impact my movie stuff. Right. I should like when I'm watching <laughs> animes, I don't know that are scary. I'm like, let me see, yeah, can yeah. I get further into the wall? I can't. But when I watched that, I was like what is i i kept like blaming the movie like this wasn't doing it or this needed yeah. to be more of a thing and now i'm wondering is it because i didn't watch it in the theater now i'm wondering because of this conversation i don't know i don't now, know now mia where, i did because, love it though well jay and yeah. i have we've done episodes about our love for the movie theater where do you fall as just a casual theater goer are you somebody that's always like if a movie that you're coming out or that's coming out that you're anticipating, are you like a, I'm seeing it opening night in the theater or are you more of like a, I, I can either see it in the theater or not, doesn't really matter. Are you more of a casual theater attender or are you like a diehard, like the new Harry Potter's coming out, I'm there. Opening night, I'm seeing it. Um, I'm a, has always been so poor that movie going was a luxury. That's so fair. it's always been a treat if I could yeah. afford to go. Good. Even as an adult, it feels like a treat. Like it, it's never yeah. the first thing that I want to do because I'm just like, I, I probably can't afford this thing. It's a luxury. Sure. So it's never like, right. yeah, I'm definitely going to go. Sure. But I love movies. And when they're out yeah. and they're like playing on HBO or they sure. now have gotten on Netflix, am I watching that more than once? Probably. Yeah. Sure. Well, Man, and it, you just it, made it, me realize how how out of whack my priorities have always been. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to see this movie, and I'm not eating this week. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and it's and me. It's interesting that that you say that you say that because I believe, and I truly believe this. If you had asked me this question, or if we had gone through this scenario six years ago before I had kids, mm -hmm. my answer would be way different. Because mm -hmm. as Q knows, and I mean, Mia, this was before you and I uh, met, but movie going was an obsession of mine. We would go like every week, every movie that I had on my to see list was mm -hmm. something me and Amanda were making time to go to the movies for. Okay. But once we had kids, that went out the window. Like we yeah. didn't go to the theater for like the first year, year and a half of when, when he was born. And, you know, obviously this year. So I've over the last like five years, I've sort of been molded into acceptance of, well, I'm not going to see John Wick three in the theater. So I'm going to see it at home and I'm going to be fine with it. Mm -hmm. And so this new normal for me is kind of like, I kind of had made my peace with this three years ago, mm -hmm. but I bet I would be very adamantly against it. If movie going was still my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree and find that so interesting. You guys have such unique perspectives. Um, 
And I think we are like a good cross section yeah. of like. Well, because Q, your kids are older. Viewers. Like you, it's easier. It was easier until Teddy for you to get out to the theater because for your sure. kids were older, or you could take for them sure. with you to see Cats. You know. Yeah, and luckily Teddy, he'll he'll go see a movie in the theater if I need him. Well, to. he will. He's pretty. Is he, is he he's quiet, been got, People don't know this, but he's been with us this entire episode, and he's pretty quiet. <laughs> pretty. He's been just. But, he just likes yes. looking at things. Um, so, so, Mia, I'm with you. It's kind of like it, it, my opinions may change, but like right now, it's kind of my normal to do it this way. So, I'm okay mm-hmm. to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I think From this a is a perfect studio's perspective. I understand it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't wait to see Soul. I'm very excited. I will say I, I that think the, you're going to love it. The reviews for that have said that it's like on par with um what's that other movie that you guys inside out yes that it's on par with inside out it's It's like a spiritual sequel perspectives that's for sure i hope you message us after you watch it yeah please do i totally will Um, absolutely hugh it's the closest one in my mind that i associate it with it's i think it's it's on a spiritual level equal level with inside out um because it's pete doctor it's the same guy and he sure. loves exploring those like higher concepts. He's very um, cerebral. Yeah. And dude, that. The, the animation in this is otherworldly good. Other now, talk about this good. movie without addressing li- literally otherworldly good. Uh, yeah. I, we can't talk about this movie because A brought something to mind or brought something to my attention that I was unaware of prior to this that recently this movie has been deemed kind of problematic because it features a black character right. who does not who does not last the entire story as a black character and instead is transformed into something else and that that is kind of a trope amongst hollywood and yeah. it's something i had never even like thought of but then once i heard that i was like uh, uh, yeah you're yeah. right like that that actually happens like quite a bit um princess and the frog Exactly. Well, even I was talking to Haley about it and I, I told her what, you know, Amanda told me and Haley was like, no, that doesn't happen a lot. I was like, think about it. I was like, name one. She was like, well, in this movie, it's kind of like integral to the story. And she's like, and then she went like this. She goes, and then in princess and the, she goes, well, no, to be fair, she never turned into a frog in the story. It was just the prince that was the frog. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of weird that they felt it necessary for them both to need to be frogs. Uh, and I was like, yeah, right? Weird. <laughs> um, and so I do want to address that. I do think that that's a strange trope. And I haven't seen the Soul movie, so I don't know how they handle it. I don't know how they address that or if they address that or if it even matters or if it's as problematic as assumed at first blush. Um, and having watched the movie and been a part of this conversation because me and a talk about it we talked about it this morning actually um because i was i even brought up it's like well that's kind of a trope of fairy tales is things sure. being turned into other things yeah. but then she was like well name one where it happens to a pretty white person i was like well 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 little mermaid no she's always white well brave no that's the mom well no, it's so it's yeah it was, yeah. It was i couldn't do it so let me from my white cisgendered stupid ass give my opinion on this i think this movie handles it in a very cognizant and respectful way 
although I can understand why some people would find it problematic. And Q, one of the things that I will tell you without spoiling anything in the movie is there's not as much of him as a little blue soul as the trailers make it seem. Mm -hmm. Oh, but okay. Are, but there are other things that happen that could be seen as problematic or could be seen as two characters learning to understand one another. Got it. As opposed to- Because yeah, I not will say the- the trailer definitely, like, it was my impression going into watching it that he is basically a person for, like, the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then the remainder of the movie is him as a blue soul. Without spoiling anything, that is not the movie. Pixar okay. is just, like, the same way Pixar always kind of hides their intention with trailers. Like, they did it with Coco magnificently. We no sure. had no idea what the movie Coco was about. It was just about a kid going to the land, land of the dead or whatever. Sure. This movie similar to that although i'm not an expert in the problem areas i felt like it was done in a way that was seen as good i mean but then again like everybody associated with it i mean jamie fox and john baptiste and all the consultants on the movie like i felt this movie was extremely respectful to the black culture and explored it in a way that made sense and there wasn't what I was really fearful of was that it was going to be a like Legend of Bagger Vance black savior character, sure. and they I think they skirt that. I think they or skirt it because he gets reborn as like a white person at the end. Like oh that would have been horribly. I'll tell you a hundred thousand percent that out. doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that does not happen. Okay, um, good. Spoiler alert. But but yeah, I mean Mia, what, what did you? Am I talking out of my ass? <laughs> I don't know. No, not a marginalized um, I mean, I can person, only speak so, so far, even even as a Hispanic. My my little win was that the the they're the, not a spoiler, but a storefront had the Puerto Rican flag on it, and I was like, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's so accurate to New York, like it it feels oh so. I can't. There's like three or four different animation styles in it, Q, and they merge them. Oh, I love that. I'm excited. All right, no more, no more. Instead, okay. no more. let's dodge this and let's get to some lists, Go some anticipated. 2020 lists. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right, we're officially in the future, so it's time to reveal our 2021 list. All right, Mia, get us get us excited with our Antissa. So my number five. Patient. Patient. My number five is is Eternals. Oh, the Marvel Eternals movie. Yes, so I knew nothing about it. I knew zero about it, but I'm fully invested because my wife is in it. Angelina Jolie is in it. She hasn't been in very much. She she just did, um, or it, I don't know if it's out yet, but it's like reminiscent of Alice in Wonderland. She just did oh, that one, yeah. which is a total surprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't expecting her to be in that and I will watch it because she's in it. But uh, having Angelina and then Salma and I have like actors written down to make sure. Yeah, don't, don't forget, forget hard body Kumail Nanjiani. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Kit and Richard. <laughs> my husband. Just, just a sexy cast. I don't care what the plot is. The plot is that they're all in it. That's what I want. I, I, uh, Snow. <laughs> I had thought about, I had thought about this one uh, when I was putting together my list because it's going to be a big one for next year. I am so curious about this movie and how mm. they step into that celestial Marvel universe, you know? Yeah. Like, now that they've introduced some of those t 
types of characters. I want that one to be real good. I hope I got my fingers crossed hard for that one. Yep. Um, the That's show, why I put it at number five because I don't yeah. know. Yeah, sure. we don't know. I will say that my number five, when we get there, also reflects uh, it's it is my number five because I don't know how it's going <laughs> to turn out. Uh, so Jay, what is what is your number five? My number five is actually a movie that was supposed to come out in 2020 that I was excited about that has been pushed. And uh, my, number five, <laughs> no, um, my number five is The Green Knight by David Lowry. Oh my God, yes. What is that? Okay, so um, me, well, first I'll tell you, David Lowry is an up and coming director. And he Pete's Dragon. Did he, K-Night he did or, Pete or no K-Knight? Uh, K-Knight. It's an actual telling of the of the uh Gawain the Green Knight Gawain it's Gawain Gawain the Green Knight like Knights of the Round Table type story and him going out and fighting a a monster demon um but the director of it David Lowry he did Peach Dragon if you saw that Disney movie a handful of years ago very good yeah and he also did a ghost story about two or three years ago that is spectacular um, it's got Casey Affleck in it, and it's very, very good. Okay, um, okay. And so everything he touches, he has this grand visual style to it. And the trailer for it looks amazing. And so I just, I, I was waiting all year for it to come out, and it didn't. So now I'm very excited about it. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. It may be the one David Lowry that I don't enjoy as much, but I've been looking forward to it for a while. So I'd be remiss not to add it I have it on been it. obsessed, obsessed with anything referring to Arthurian legend. Oh, so, watch the trailer. Well, then, then I am put this like, on had no map. idea. I'm yeah. so excited to even watch oh. the trailer right now. Yeah, go watch the trailer after we get done recording and let me know what you think. I, I, sure. It looks really, really like atmospheric and cool. Okay. And I, it's got Death Patel in it, who I love. Um, he's he's great. I'm so sad that I did not put that on my list. I didn't, I forgot about that movie. But yes, well, the we got our combined awesome. list coming up. So I know, I know. Well, my number five is a much more mainstream uh, release. Uh, and my number five, and it's the impetus for why I asked if streaming specific movies, my number five is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, oh, okay. directors. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. of that. That would be an honorable mention for me. So it's my number five because a couple things. One, this is a very bad movie. Do not oh. get me wrong. Mm-hmm that I am hoping gets turned into a good movie, which is a, which would be a huge feat. I have never yeah. once seen a bad movie suddenly get turned into a very good movie. I've never seen a movie re-released this way. I'm no. super interested to see how it's even gonna play. Well, I've never seen it re-released this way, but there have been some pretty drastic, like Apocalypse Now Redux is a pretty yes. like drastic recut of apocalypse now and i would argue is a really good recut like it's but it didn't come out two years later no it came out like decades later and on top of that it's it took an already good movie and made a better movie so this is that's why that's why it's on my list because i am anticipating it because i am at the very least i want to see what the hell is going to happen with this you know it's either going to implode completely and everyone will officially, it'll put the, the final coffin nail in Zack Snyder's career because that's kind of like people want to hate Snyder right now and mm-hmm. his like DC, um, his DC contributions. You know, Teddy, I just bragged about how quiet and good you were and now you're a fussy boy. 
Um, here, have some milk. Um, well, I mean, Q, I'll, I'll tell you, and I don't, you know, whether this is on you guys' list or not, I have the almost exact same opinion about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Is oh, yeah. I same. I want it so much to be good, yes. but I feel like if it's bad, it's going to put the nail in the coffin of the Ghostbusters franchise in the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. One, like 100%. And so I'm curious to see what comes of Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Plus, yeah. I mean, now it's, and I could be wrong, but I think the last thing I read said it's being released as a four-hour miniseries, essentially. Like, yeah, I think I read it's that gonna too. It's going to be okay. released in like hour-long session, sections. So Almost it's like gonna Quentin be a, Tarantino did with... Um, with Hateful yeah. Eight. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in that. I also saw that he's he's changing the aspect ratio for the film. So you're going to get that like... Uh, it's going to be the, it's actually going to be in IMAX uh, aspect ratios, which is like really big and square. Yeah. Almost. Cool. Um, so he's doing that. But from what I understand, story wise, it's almost going to be a totally different movie. Like, that's what char- I heard. Character interactions are totally different. The, the, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, plot devices are going to be similar, but, added to you're gonna have characters that were excised completely from the joss whedon cut that are back like iris west who's the love interest mm. of the flash um which i'm i'm like pumped about because i think it's that one's played by kiersey clemens if i remember correctly and i love her i think so um but uh that's getting added back in yeah. plus you've got weird additions and this is where like my interest is super peaked first off joe manganello is coming back as deathstroke as- Right, and I've hopefully seen, with a better wig. Oh, I've have you not seen the new look? Like he, they posted a picture from the set. Oh, really? It's it's a mohawk, and he looks badass, like super badass. Really? Yeah, like hella badass. New Justice League. I think I think Joe Manganiello posted the pic, and it's just him in oh. costume, and it looks okay. way more badass, way less campy, way more badass. Okay. All right, well, I'm, I'm looking about it up this. now. I'm so okay. But and then, you know, black suit Superman, Death's uh, Dark yeah. Side. Yep. And ready for this? This was the weirdest addition. And also, I was like, Zack Snyder, you do like playing with fire, my friend. He announced that Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in his his Justice League. Oh, and I, I was like, hopefully, first a off, I was, Well, that's kind of the thing. So he said that his Jared Leto Joker is going to be uh, a more hard-worn Joker who has been through more. And some of the, like, I've read, because I'm, like, all over the production of this this film. <laughs> Apparently. I, I read that his look is going to be, like, long hair, kind of more like like a hardened kind of road warrior version of Jared Leto's, oh. and that he will be making an appearance in the Nightmare sequence which is the like alternate oh, future. Oh yeah, interesting. And that's where he's going to come in to play. Okay. I'm and I'm okay like cool. But part of me was like damn Zack Snyder, you're like, "Hey, I'm going to pick one of the most hated things from one of the most hated DC movies and I'm going to double down on it and put it in my movie." I'm like, "That's a Just crazy gamble." Like, that's so weird cuz it <laughs> like, let's be honest, the movie could totally exist with him never being added into it. So it's it's almost more fascinating that he was like, you know what I need? I got an idea. 
Yeah, yeah. I gotta I'm get, actually more fascinated now knowing that. Like, I I'm gotta like, get okay. some Jared Leto Joker in here. So anyway, Jared- that's my number five. I dig it. Zack Snyder's like Justice League. <laughs> All right, Mia, take us my down the list. My number four. Back to you. Is um, who likes musicals in here? Oh my God, is it in the Heights? It is in the Heights. Yes, that's my number four. I'll go ahead and spoil it. I was, I was so very much looking forward to watching that this year. It was one of the ones that was supposed to come out this year and then got pushed to. Um, well, last year, now pushed to this year, sorry. Yeah. And um, I, I just, look, man, I love musicals. I love to sing. I was born in Jersey. I appreciate the Northeast. I need, I need it. I need it. I also love Lynn, and I actively listen to Anthony Ramos's music. So. Oh, my God. This, <laughs> I, it, it's got all the things for me. Dude, it checks yeah, it all the musical boxes for me, too. Like, I'm so pumped. Also, the trailer I've probably watched a hundred times. It looks oh, like the set pieces that oh, they designed look now. like old school. And Jay, Jay, you'll get this reference for sure. Old school, like Busby Berkeley style, yeah. like musical numbers with just these like really huge dance sequences that are all yes. like in sync together and yes. just like gorgeously choreographed numbers. It looks awesome. I will. I will say, as the probably the least musical lover of the three of us which doesn't mean i don't like them let me be very clear of that i love this trailer was super fun and i mm-hmm. am excited about it. it's not on my list but i'll i'll get you i understand all the excitement around it and i will watch it good and so far good. so far we're two into our list and it sounds like mia and i are we're definitely doubling down on our hbo max subscription oh, yeah. this year <laughs> Um, I have a yeah. I have a friend who made a profile for me. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm very well, excited uh, about that too. <laughs> uh, I'll share some of those probably with you. My number four isn't in that in that ilk, um, but I do feel like Q, you'll you'll share it with me at some point. But my number four is Last Night in Soho by Edgar Wright. Oh my God! Yes. Describe this to me. Okay. Well, Edgar Wright uh, is one of my favorite directors. Uh, Baby Driver um, and okay. uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, and so he's fantastic. So he is doing a take on like old British horror movies and it's called last night in Soho. And there's not a lot known about it, but it does have Anya Taylor joy in it. Who is one of my favorite actresses right now. She was in the Queen's Gambit. She was in the Vavitch. Uh, she was also okay, in. Okay, yeah, she's I, the main like girl in, <laughs> I was going to say split, but yeah, that, um, She's in it and she's, I'm just very fascinated with her acting ability and mm-hmm. everything Edgar Wright has touched, even the little bits of Ant-Man that he did are some mm-hmm. of my favorite fun things that have put on cinema. So the intersection of him, Anya Taylor-Joy and horror movies just okay. kind of crammed together is, is yeah, that was, it was, I'm kind of surprised it's not higher on my list, but you guys will see why. But yeah, that one is one I'm very excited about. All right, all right. I, oh, that's uh, me. <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah, I shared mine so with you. So yep. now it's yep. back to you again. Number yep. three. No. My number three, I get more like anxious the closer we get to number one because there's so many that I love and I, I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna have to mention some honorable mentions when we get done, just because there were so many that I'd want us to at least yeah, acknowledge. Yeah. Okay, okay. Deal. So my number three is the King's Man. Ooh, nice. that, was on that trailer looks sick. 
so so good that's, and i'm that's like, one i specifically didn't put on mine because of what we were talking about earlier is i those kingsman movies benefit from theater screens i think yeah I, that was one of the ones that i was like would i would i risk it would i risk yeah, it yeah maybe maybe <laughs> um yeah i'm uh all of all of the actors ralph aaron Gemma. look stan look the tooch can get me to watch any of his films okay <laughs> and that's what i call him the tooch oh uh, right. i love the tooch did you watch any of his oh. instagram videos where he was like making margaritas and tequila drinks at his house no i didn't even know he, he had an instagram go go what find am him i doing on... with my life what go are you doing the... with your life <laughs> hey mia go find the tooch on ig and okay. he's like a big like liquor guy and he was like i'm gonna teach you how to make a perfect manhattan and he like Ooh. mixes it up and it's like Ooh. that's good it's like oh yeah the tooch okay okay yes yeah, so so that's what i just i love the franchise i yeah. wasn't oh. really much of a fan of of the second one because i was like i don't want america in my british film i just want my british sure. film and then like make it a world film but you did get some movie. pedro pascal in that movie which okay, is look. it's always good to get some pedro pascal that's fair he was one of the only good parts that, that i i'm with you i'm with you on that i thought the second one was okay i mean channing tatum is fun i enjoyed channing tatum as an actor pedro pascal is great um i mean obviously the director he can make a fun action scene but the whole time mm -hmm. i was watching i was like this just isn't as good as the first one like yeah. i don't yeah. the villain i didn't think was as intriguing and her little island thing i, I didn't care it was like eh. now did you guys hear very specific to that i think I think there's something, there was something I read that I was announced and I had to reread it like three times to make sure that I was correct. Um, but like Matthew Vaughn is now, oh yeah, here we go. Matthew Vaughn's production company, Marv Productions. Uh -huh. They're now planning seven more Kingsman films. He wants to make a Bond series, doesn't he? Yes. Oh, uh, I'm that about was, that. That was just released on December 7th, Deadline reported on it and said... Uh, the wow. the CEO of Mar Films, which is um, that the director, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, uh, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Um, his his production company, yeah, that they are planning seven additional Kingsman films, and I was like, whoa! First off, that's that was the reaction that I had when Rick and Morty came out and was like, we've been signed for seventy episodes or whatever, and I was like, that's just a enormous amount of things to commit to <laughs> seems like a plethora, <laughs> right? like it a seems plethora. almost unnecessary like i'm glad that i'm getting these things but you're like really thinking into the future here and they're, like, they're like, like you know what you we're gonna be making kingsman films in 2035 <laughs> you know? like, and it's like why did you announce 12 sequels to rain wilson's super don't don't get me wrong i would love an elliot page <laughs> spinoff but why why so many? Right. Also, I would love how to see. I would love to see for those who have seen Super how they would manage an Elliot Page spinoff. I'd be super interested in that. Um, <laughs> Give us your ideas. Uh, so yeah, so that's just a crazy factoid for you. So I will say I, I got it. to see. So I went for Project Nerd to uh, New York City Comic Con last year, and I was in the panel for uh, King the Kingsman. And they showed, it was like a Fox panel and Fox was showing their whole slate of movies that were supposed to come out in 2020. And uh, they, 
showed the trailer for that and because i was so like middling on the second kingsman movie i was like i don't know that i'm gonna have interest in this and then i watched and i was like "Ooh, it's a period piece Ooh, it's rafe fines Ooh, like i like everything that it's like it looked more hardcore like it looked yeah. much more like gritty and dirty than slapsticky comedy mm-hmm. and as soon as I saw that Rasputin was like a main character, anytime a movie can work in like a good old like Rasputin reference or character, I mean, I'm looking at you, Hellboy. Um, looking at you, I'm Anastasia out. cartoon. Exactly. I'm all about that. I'm like, because Rasputin, I'm, I'm not a history nerd, but he's one of those like enigmatic figures that gets used in such weird ways in movies, I'll, in history. I will tell you, and this maybe an incendiary statement best name in history rasputin rasputin yeah yeah i won't like it's just the best name in history that's that's teddy's middle name teddy rasputin so we call him raspy for short (laughs) old raspy little baby raspy no he can't be killed um So that's that is a that's very good. I dig yeah. I dig that choice. Not on my list, but I like I can totally yeah. get behind and on board with that. Thank you, thank you. All right, so, so Jay, you number three. My number th- my number three, and I'm gonna tease it, and I think someone some some people will get it. But my number three is a remake. My number three is Candyman. Oh, I, I knew so, he was gonna be on your list. I here. am so fucking excited about Nia DaCosta's Dude. directed, Jordan Peele produced Candyman, uh, starring oh, what's that gal's name? Or what's that guy's name? Yaya um, Madul Abteen the second. Yes, something like wow. Yes, <laughs> I a It's a mouthful. But, wait for this movie. but let me tell you what that dude right there is one of my favorite actors to watch right now like he has he has blown i mean i think i first saw no it was not the first i was gonna say aquaman was the first thing i saw him in I, it was no. something else i don't remember what it was uh, he is wa- an aquaman. Watchmen? no I saw, that was that was about the same time i think oh. there was something else that i had seen him in oh the, he's the he, he's in the the get down the which get i down. fucking loved on netflix yeah okay uh, i you should i watch, didn't Mia, make that you... i didn't make okay. that connection when i saw him in aquaman i was like man i really like this guy and then i realized like oh later when i was looking up his history i was like i did see him before but yes yeah, Candyman is is it, it was tough for it not to be my number two or number one but yeah number Candyman. i just well, i can't wait i, can't I wait. love i love the original Candyman, like it's high on my list of like classic horror movies uh i think it is one of the most underrated the fact that i agree the fact that Candyman isn't as big as like freddie or jason or michael is like a shame because that character is terrifying and the concept is horrifying but the fact that it through and through is like a black centric black black community film like it really delves into mm-hmm. kind of socio-political stuff even the original Smart. did like yeah. it really delved into you know the movie took place in the the projects and it really explored like the social dynamic between like uh the white kind of upper middle class versus this like trying to come in and save the projects yeah. it was fucking good so the moment that I heard that Jordan Peele, somebody who's really taken socio-political kind of, of things and turned it into horror, yeah. um, or really, you know, 
really capitalized on the horror of it naturally, inherently. The moment I was I heard that he was involved in any way, I was like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. this is so, gonna be awesome. And then when he um, hired Nia DaCosta as the director, it's like you couldn't give it to a better like black visionary voice. And you no. you saw that right. she recently got signed. She's gonna be doing uh Captain America or Captain Marvel 2. I did see that. Which I'm I'm totally interested in because I will tell you this. Captain Marvel 1 fell very flat for me. For me, I think Captain Marvel, may, and I'm not one of the like, I know lots of d- white dudes were hating on the movie because of, uh, what's her name? The star. Brie Larson. Yeah. I had no, it, that had nothing to do with it. As a movie, I just thought it was kind it was the weakest of the Marvel films. I thought uh, so much ask- more could have been done with it. Still have me ask. It. Let me ask you, Q. Captain Mar- Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, Wonder Woman 84, all day long. I agree. I just think, and, and that's honestly, between those two movies, that's just because I like the set, the action set it's pieces fun. better. It's yeah. more fun. And I agree. I had no problem with Brie Larson. She's uh, a stellar actor, and I think she's fantastic. In so I'm excited to see what yeah. Nia DaCosta is going to bring to it, because I think she's a fantastic director. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say... That I almost, almost, almost had that as my number three. And I put another serial killer movie as my number three. And my number three is Halloween Kills. Because uh, I am, I was so on board with the last Halloween movie as a, as like an enjoyer of the Halloween franchise in general. Same. This last Halloween movie, the David, is it? David Gordon uh, Green. Yeah, that's it. David Gordon Green and Danny, and Danny McBride. McBride. That movie was the Halloween sequel that I have been waiting for. Like, forget Halloween Resurrection, forget Halloween H2O, forget all of those movies. It was an awesome return to... Which was that one? Form. What? Who else was in it? Sorry. Jamie oh, Lee Curtis. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, what is daughter? The... Yeah, what is what is her daughter's that actress? Uh, she's, she's in a she's lot of stuff. So she was things. on Arrested Development. She's in uh, Jurassic World. Um, Judy like Greer. Her. Judy yeah. Greer. Yeah, I really like go. her too. Yeah. Um, I saw that a, one. I saw that one. I watched a horror movie. You watched Halloween. Halloween? It, was it was really good. great. And I love and, the thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that the only reason that wasn't on my list was well, I had a lot of horror movies on there anyway. But that. The last one was so good that I kind of don't know if I want another one. And I and that's fair, but I will tell you this. Because the team that's involved with that first one is still involved and envisioned it as a trilogy from the get-go, I'm like, all right, sign me up. I'm along for the ride. It's like Halloween I'll, I'll, yeah. kills and then Halloween something. But they've announced Dies. both. I, it might be actually something like that. It's like something strange. Yeah. But... I loved it so much, and I was. Yeah, it was it was just a great return to form for <laughs> the, the original Halloween. The yes, it's so, dude. It's so good and brutal and good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a fight between uh, Candyman and that for my list, and Halloween just edged it out only because. Um, I don't know. As a Halloween fanboy, I'm just like. No, I, I get it. Yes. But oh, I may be willing to like sacrifice that to put Candyman on my list because it was that close. 
Oh man, I am so excited about where we're going with our two and ones. Yes, Same. me too. I can't wait to uh, listen to these sponsors and then uh, yeah. come back, come back and uh, and finish this list out and really give 2021 a good what for. You know what I mean? Coming this July, Farts in the Rain, starring Eddie Redmayne and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And grab yourself a Kurt Schlitzner White Power Ale. Bugs and rats and poop and garbage. Come on down to the everything you never thought you wanted store. No, Judy, I don't care how much you tell me you like focaccia. If you think it smells bad, wait till you lick it. We're right off Highway 96, right next to that tire factory that burned down and is still burning down. Do you hate waiting for the end of the movies? We do too, so we'll just tell them. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. You like that? There's plenty more where that came from. Spoilers are us. You know, I got me one of them smart dryers. And I can set it with my cell phone, but it murdered my grandmother. Michael Bay. And Jesus came down and laid his hands upon you and said, You shall not be able to walk because you do not believe in God. I got nothing out of ideas. And we are back. We listen to sponsors, but now we're going to listen to our top two choices for most anticipated films of 2021. Mia, you got to bring out the big guns for this one. This is an entire year's worth of movies that you have to boil down to this list. <laughs> come hard with it. My number two is Black Widow. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. See, interesting. <laughs> it's, but it's good that we clarified the streaming rules earlier. Yes. <laughs> interesting. I think she. I think this movie is one I'll be happy to see wherever. Right. Um. Not even so much that I'm invested in the Black Widow character or even Scarlett sure. Johansson as an actress. It's I want to know Natasha's background. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, and I, I really want. I just, I love David Harbor, and I. Love I was. I love David Harbor. There are my In my shirt, of course, I love David Harbor. Right before you said that, I was literally about to be like, "It's for David Harbor, isn't it?" It's, like, he's he, look, look. I know he just got married, but in case I haven't told you guys already, I have an entire celebrity husband line, and he's on it. He's on it. So he's like I have three of them. Where probably. does Yahya Abdul Mateen the second fall on your celebrity? I haven't watched enough of him. Oh, that's fair. I need to yeah, watch my, the get down. Him, him and Idris Elba are my number ones. Oh, Idris, he's uh, not on the list, but he's pretty close. Man, I'll, I'll <laughs> he's not a husband, but he's a sexy time partner. Mary, Mary, fuck, fuck again. <laughs> no, I just, I need, I haven't seen Rachel in enough things where where the storyline or such right. and such interested me the last movie i saw her in uh was the favorite which was oh, absolutely yeah. spectacular and i loved Linda. watching her in it so I, wa I wanted to i want to see her in more fun things like she's a very yeah. serious actress i'm sure she's 
a perfectly delightful person, but I want to see her in roles like these. And I want to yeah. be invested in that. And just put David Harbour in anything and I'll watch it. That's I fair. <laughs> I will say the reason I reacted the way that I did was because out of all of the Marvel trailers that I have seen, and I'm going back to like their first, <laughs> their first like shown trailers. For some reason, the Black Widow trailer, and I think, Jay, you and I, I might have even talked about this at some point, it it didn't raise my excitement level at all. Like, mm -hmm. it almost <laughs> felt like I, when they were toying with the idea of it going straight to streaming, part of me was like, that's probably where it belongs. Like, it felt... Oh, dang. And, but and could, I, hey, it's probably just the trailer, though. Like, I, and, it, and it very I well could be. Because let's be honest, movies cannot always reflect the trailer. I will refer you AKA to the suicide, suicide, squad. suicide Squad that had an awesome trailer and a very shitty movie to go along with it. They can go the other way. But something about it, and I don't know if it's because maybe as a comic book fan, I do know Natasha's background. She's never been one of my favorite characters. Um, maybe that was it. it. For me, it's my excitement level is about the same as for like a Hawkeye TV series. I'm kind of like, mm, sure, like that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But there's other characters in the pantheon of the Marvel universe in general that I'm like, that I need to see on the big mm -hmm. screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I almost think yeah, I had Morbius a second instead of. Well, we would have fought over the... that one. Yeah. <laughs> going like, in the... We can, only, we can only talk about Jared Leto once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto was... only gets one podcast mention per episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but no. that's why he didn't make seconds. No, I just... Yeah. Um... But you went into the DC world, which, you know, you, you, you're choosing between and you went you went the light, the light side. I get it. I get I want, it. I want Marvel. Oh, wait. Are you saying Marvel is light versus DC is the dark? Uh, yeah. I would. Yeah. Th I, I would mean, say I, so. I, I, I don't. I, mean, that. I, mean, I was just clarifying. I mean, tonally, I just mean tonally more than sure. Yeah. Good not like bad. evil not versus good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Although maybe that way too. Maybe. Uh, um, I agree. I, actually, I think it's an interesting choice, and I like it. Weirdly, weirdly enough, mine is 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 related. I'll segue off of that because mine it's is also in the Black comic Widow. book. No, mine is in the comic book universe, but I went on the DC side. And and Q to talk about trailers and things. Mine is The Suicide Squad. Yes. Okay. I okay. am very excited to see what James Gunn does with that cast list and that experience because I think he's the perfect person oh. to do it. And I think he's probably going to bring his A++++ game just to shove his foot so far up Marvel's ass as he can. And the fact that they're, you know, Idris Elba, we talked about it, you know, loving him, he's in it. Uh, Margot Robbie, my favorite Harley Quinn, is in it. The the cast of characters that that he's included and then already announced spinoffs with like Peacemaker. Oh, I think dude, he's building something I, that I am incredibly excited to see. Can we so say that the Peacemaker spinoff series has the best television title I've ever heard? It's just called Fuck it's the peacemaker. <laughs> oh my Fuck, god. Comma, That's incredible. It's the peacemaker. Oh. I so, like that. 
that for me, that's my number two. I mean, and honestly, a lot of these you can see are either like directors that I've been super excited to see whatever mm. the next thing they're going to put out or in my perfect world, when a director and a platform or a story come together that I am just excited yeah. because I mean, ever since James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad was the DC property he should have been in charge of. Yes. Yes. Oh, and, and hands down. A theme here yeah. is that it's just collectively for for all of us it's less about the actual story and whether or not it piques us and it's more about what our investments have been in stuff before or a lot yeah specific people associated with said story and build that yes like very that. excited well to be fair i think that's what marvel has gotten right out of the gate since the beginning is they seem to take the time to match like what director, what voice, what writer works best to serve this character as mm. opposed to, oh, who can just make this movie? With the, with the exception of two movies, uh, Captain America First Avenger, which is uh, Joe Johnson, who is known in Hollywood as the, like, whatever director. Like, if you need yeah. a movie filmed and you need a director... And you can't afford Ron Howard... Oh my god! Um, and then the other exception would probably be what's his name who replaced uh, Edgar Wright on Ant Man. Um, that oh. was another one where they didn't develop that project with that director in mind. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. with Edgar Wright, um, and then that was just kind of a a, a pinch hit, kind of a pinch hitter brought in oh, kind um, of in the last minute. Uh, Thor: The Dark World kind of falls into that. I mean, wasn't uh, the director of that's the guy who did Murder on the Orient Express, and he's not like a. No, that was the first one. Oh, that was the first Kenneth, one. It was Kenneth Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, Branagh did the first oh. one. Oh. And that one actually, like, but even on paper, that makes sense. The second one was directed yeah. by a. I think it was a Game of Thrones director. Oh, Alan Alan Taylor. Yeah, oh. Alan Taylor, who's a television director. But okay, to so be that fair, one. No. To be fair, yeah. if tonally somebody comes to you and says, "All right, this is a, a Shakespearean style character, who it's a war, they're warring brothers. It's in like Asgardian times, so it's going to be the very medieval feel." It like Kenneth Branagh yeah. makes sense. He's a Shakespearean yeah. actor. He's yeah. you know that makes sense. Well, then even one... Alan Taylor makes sense because they're like, well, he yeah. just came off of Game of Thrones, so that's medieval. I think what they needed that's to true. do to, when they made that movie work by hiring Taika Waititi, that was they were like, we need to take this character in a different direction. Yeah. Like he can no that's longer true. be this like serious tone medieval epic thing, and instead he needs to be more jokey and that yeah. made it work. But I will say that Marvel has done that great, but I feel like that's what, that is literally the yeah. note that DC needs to take. And I think they may have their first, like Patty Jenkins was a great yeah. pick for Wonder Woman. I will always say whether the movie was good or not, James Wan was a weird choice for Aquaman. It didn't like, he, James Wan has done one of the Fast and the Furious movies. So that kind of made sense, but really james wan is a horror director through and through so it would make more sense if they were like or like justice league dark yeah like yeah. that would make sense right well no they so that was that a weird one. choice um yeah. zach snyder sure only because zach snyder is a visual director so if you're gonna do like some sort of weird spectacle movie 
sure, he makes sense. Um, but I think the biggest match success that they've ever had is what they're going to get with the Suicide Squad. And that is because James Gunn is the perfect voice, tone, point of view for those type of character movies. Yep. Um, so I am I am 100% with you, and that is why it is also my number two. Oh, my I have, God. <laughs> I have a feeling that we're going to share maybe our number one. Um, I'm almost positive. I hope the, so. the Suicide Squad is, I, I am so jazzed. The cast in that movie is sick. Like Nathan Fillion, uh, uh, Flula Borg, like weird yeah. character comedic actors that I'm totally into. David Gasmolchain, Pete Davidson, uh, Michael Rooker. That's uh, well, Rooker's always in it. Rooker and Sean Gunn are always gonna and be in it. And Steve Agee is, is going to be in it again. He was also in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Fillion, Fillion like, is, I'm a, so is a gun staple. And I will, I'm going to do one of my like hopeful predictions here. My prediction for the opening of this movie is everyone from the last movie immediately gets killed in the opening like sequence. Like, is that, is that what Joel, you want? Joel Kinnaman, dead. Captain Boomerang, dead. Like, maybe Margot Robbie, I don't know. Just because she fit into that universe, it's not what I want to happen, but I feel like it would be a very bold like statement saying this is not your mama's suicide squad i i think like mar i think margot robbie will be the exception because in some of the trailer stuff it looks like margot robbie polka dot man and then like two or three others are like the core group so i feel like you're on the right path as i think they announced all these celebrities and like 16 characters and then 13 of them are gonna die and i think and and what really like lends me to really believe that is I bet that's why Will Smith isn't back because I bet yeah. they were like, Hey, we're going to kill Deadshot in like the first 10 minutes. And he was like, no way. No. And Idris was like, sure. I'll be in a movie. I'll be in another movie. I'm already in Thor's. Yeah. And I was in the dark Can tower. Guys... I don't even have to be in good movies. <laughs> Can you guys guess the reason why I'm not as excited about that movie? Um, let's see if you remember because you really loved Jared Leto as the Joker in the original well no it's no I can't imagine why guy. any human wouldn't be excited what it's the it's the shark guy what? oh King Shark I, King shark. I bet he dies in the first like five minutes I bet he does too. please don't step into the frame trying to eat me I you I got, promise okay. you, watch, I will make Harley you a Quinn. deal. Watch I will Harley not let King Shark eat you. I promise. Okay. So do I. <laughs> I promise. Um, it won't happen. But also, watch Harley Quinn on HBO Max, and you'll love King Shark. It's one of the best portrayals of King Shark. I I uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I think off off episode, Jay got me a really killer Christmas present this year. It was. Uh, an 80th anniversary 18 animated Batman film Blu-ray collection. So it's 18 animated Batman movies. And I watched, I started watching, I watched two of them yesterday, but one of them I watched was, uh, it's called Batman Assault on Arkham. And they have King Shark in it. And in this, it was really weird. King Shark wasn't a shark. 
he was like a roided out dude with like a metal jaw that just oh. made it made him shark like and he ate people but it had nothing to do with like he didn't look like, like a shark a half man shark. half shark holy crap so it was i don't know why i brought that up other than it was a weird like reinterpretation of that character that I was not really 100% on board with. <laughs> well, I'm but, sorry. Spoiler that alert, he does get blown up in that movie, so it's fine. Oh, okay, well, never mind then. Good. Uh, but right. I'm super pumped. To, let me know when you get all the way down to Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, I watched that movie when it came out. I am, oh, oh that I, know. Is the, I know you've seen I'm it. Saving it. I'm saving it for last because <laughs> it is one oh. of the, any oh. Bruce Tim Batman animated series style. It's like... I think the next Great. one I'm gonna watch is uh, Batman by Gaslight, which is like an 18th the London century one? London retelling of Batman. So it's like Batman, but in like steampunk aesthetic, which I'm like yeah. into. I so think I he watch... may go after Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I think so. And I so I'm pumped for that. And then I'm also pumped for Batman Ninja, which mm -hmm. is Ooh, a feudal Japan, feudal Japan Batman. And Joker, I'm so interested to see that. I've been so, wanting to see that I, uh, one I, for a I while. I watched, I watched, I watched the first half of that one when we used to have iStream at all because it was on iStream at all. And you enjoyed it. It's, it was wild. The first, the first half of it's very good. The animation's great. Oh boy! All right, Mia, bring Are you it ready? in. Ready? Oh God! Please let us have an, another all three year. I hope. I hope we can. I hope we can okay. do it. I'm gonna. I'm going to venture a guess and say, I don't know. And maybe it's because I don't know you well enough yet, but I don't know if this is going to be your number one. I hope it is. Okay. So my number one is Dune. My number one is Dune. My number one is also Dune. Yeah. I never watched the original. I have no idea what the plot is, but it's got another husband of mine, Oscar Isaac, and that's exactly why I want to watch the movie. Oscar oh Isaac, Javier Bardem, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Yes, well, Timothy Chalamet is all the young girls pick. Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin in it, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice. It'll be interesting to watch him with actors like Javier and Oscar. Knowing really the story and knowing who he is in the story, I think it'll make sense. Having and he's going to walk around being like, oh, yeah, my man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Paul, Duke Leo up. Atreides, my man. Oh, my Ooh, God. Spice, yeah. <laughs> oh, Zendaya's in it. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson is in it. And again, you know this, is and another, this is another one that it was. it's the perfect match in my mind of of story and director like Denise Villanueva doing Blade Runner 2047 and Arrival like right for this there's nobody else that I mean and honestly I would not recommend going back and watch the original movie uh as okay. a huge fan of David Lynch it's still tough it's a rough one um but it is a hard watch is you everything though. about this movie gets me excited the trailer gave me goosebumps and I probably watched the it a hundred times I just, I can't get over how excited I am. <laughs> I 100% I agree with you. I will say that De Denise was one of the most outspoken about this whole direct-to-streaming thing. And what he said, and I don't know that he's wrong, is originally he has planned a trilogy of movies mm -hmm. and a television series. 
And he said, and I quote, that with this move to streaming, that Warner Brothers may have just killed the Dune franchise. Like, and I hope because not. not enough people, his fear is not enough people and the, mon- the movie will not make the money that it needs to green light a sequel and that mm. Warner Brothers will shelf it. And as a fan of the Dune series, of Frank Herbert's Dune novels, of the, the original movie, there's some weird sci-fi like movie re- made for TV well, movies they had that a, I've watched. And, and they had a, a series, didn't they? Like the Children, yeah, Children of Dune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've watched all that because I love Dune. I also am afraid that it was the wrong move for that reason because if I don't get his completed trilogy, I'm going to be very sad. I know. And I hope Warner Brothers takes that into consideration because I know, and again, it's kind of once burned, twice shy, is I know his fear comes from that's what happened with Blade Runner 47, is it should have been a huge release and it should have gotten him, you know, more work in that world, but then it kind of flopped in the studio. And not enough, yeah, yeah, not enough people went and see it. Blade, Blade Runner 2049 is maybe one of the like that upper pantheon of like rare sequels that are better the, than the original or elevate the original to make it a better movie. Yeah. Like 2049 and, is amazing. And in it's my a, mind, it's one of the best movies of the past 10 years. Like it's oh, just 100, a fantastic movie. And so, but it did like box office, Hollywood business angle, it didn't match up in that way. And so it, mm. it lost the future it could have had. So I, and I'm deaf, I am fearful of that, but man, I want this movie so bad. I want my eyeballs to see it. I want to experience it. And it was the only thing I could think of for number one. The only thing yeah. that would make me more excited than for this version of Dune was if they just announced that Jodorowsky was actually going to do a Dune movie Right. That they're just suddenly going to make. That's literally the only thing that could make me more excited for a Dune property. Yeah. Otherwise, this is like perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so I... glad. So, you know what that means? That means we had a Jinxies. So, we yeah. all get to go rewatch uh, uh, David Lynch's Dune together and review that. <gasps> what we should do though is we should Can plan we like a live Twitch stream. Yes, we should. Yeah, watching yeah, yeah, yeah. the new one when it comes out in December. Uh, I, I'm afraid that it's. I really think with these lawsuits that are in place, I think it has a like high lock likelihood of not going to streaming. Uh, so instead of promising ah. that, I would rather promise something that we can guarantee, which is at least a watch of David Lynch's Dune. Of course, mm-hmm. and that's that's always fun. To and watch then we'll add it in. How about this? We'll add it in as a bonus if it does go to streaming, and we have the ability to watch it together. We will do so. You'll okay. get two two Dune releases for the price of one. Jinxes for the price of one. Jinxes. Yay! I love it. Okay, can we talk All right. about honorable mentions now? Yes. yes. Let's I, let's each like throw out three or four that we didn't get to talk about that we're still excited for next year. So oh, Mia, shit. go. Only three or four. Okay, okay, okay. Um, one of the ones <clears throat> that you guys may would probably would not have thought of is three five five. I don't know that one. It's a spy movie that's actually coming out this month, and what? it has Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Sebastian Stan, Penelope Cruz. It's it's a spy 
related movie that has women at the forefront of it. I've never even heard of this movie. I will be watching this. Wow. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Please please look it up. Please look it up. I'm looking it up. Is it like the numbers 355? The 355? Yes, yes. 355. Uh, Here it is. Pull it up right away. Five women band together to stop a global organization from acquiring a weapon that could thrust. Oh, this is a Simon Kinberg. He, Simon Kinberg is famous for working in the X-Men franchise. Oh, I'm, I'm his, okay with all the oh, No, his last, his last movie was The Dark Phoenix. He directed oh, no. that movie. I don't right, pay attention I'm still to hopeful. the directors. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still hopeful. Okay. He's a good, he's a good producer. Okay, all right. But um, he, he uh, wrote like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He also wrote Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Okay, the guy I, yes, I love yeah. those. <clears throat> Good writer, producer, for sure. All right, wh- uh, what else? What others on honorable mention? Oh, I um, am. What? Oh, I thought we were just going in around, but you go ahead. Oh. Tell oh. all yours. Okay, Um. another one is, what do I have here? Oh, no, those are just notes. Um. Huh. Cruella? Oh, yeah. Uh... Uh, that's going to be an With interesting Disney Plus release. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. like a like a prequel of sorts, yeah, or an origin story. Um, so I'm about that, mostly because I love both Emmas, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. They're both going to be in it. And Jay's really daughter. I, yes. I love. I am a fan of Emmas in general. Yeah. Yes. And uh, let's see. I only get three. What's the third one? What's the third? Oh, Sherlock Holmes. The. Oh, there is a new one coming out. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get um, my bromance. I will say, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I always look forward to the Disney movies. So that Raya and the Last Dragon looks mm-hmm. exciting. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see you know what this that studio puts out next. Yeah. Um, cue the movie Free Guy that you saw the previews of yes. last year. I want to see that. I love Ryan Reynolds, so I'm excited about that I just, one. My favorite part of that panel in general wasn't even anything Free Guy Free Guy related. It was watching Ryan Reynolds like smash a fan in person like live smash like oh like he he shut down this asshole fan uh tell me the story at at the panel they have you know a select amount of people that can come up and like ask questions at the end of the panel and this guy got up there and like for those who've been to a con if you get to get your question to the star like that's a big opportunity, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh like, yeah, you want to make it count. For, for your one question, there are 30 people that didn't get to ask their question. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that's what happened in this situation. This guy gets up to the mic and they're like, all right, so what's your question? And he's like, oh uh, yeah, my question is for Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan's like, okay, what's up? And he was like, um, I just wanted to know if you want to like grab a cup of coffee with me after this. And Ryan... Ryan was like, oh, like so quick, like without even thinking was like, oh, you know, honestly, I forgot. I have an appointment to just repeatedly punch myself in the dick. Um, So I'm busy. (laughs) And it was just so fast. And the dude was just like shocked that Ryan Reynolds had just like instantly just shut him down like just killed like, him no but i just love the idea of oh i'm sorry i have an appointment to just repeatedly punch myself in the dick so i'm busy um oh my god was that makes awesome now yeah 
So that made me, I was like, you know what? I fucking love Ryan Reynolds. Like, that was yeah. awesome. And then I think he I, even said something. I think he, if I remember correctly, he even followed it up with like, dude, that was your question that you, like 30 people didn't get to ask their questions so you could ask me if I wanted to go get coffee with you, seriously. Yeah. Like, sit Good down. for him. <laughs> it was awesome. Good for him. So That was also yeah. on my list though, free guy. Yeah. And then um, the last one is just uh, the French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson. I like all Wes sure. Anderson movies. I didn't so know that was a Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, Bill Murray. It's basically a bunch of vignettes from a French newspaper in the 30s that he made up. Oh. Yeah. How and very looks, on brand for him. It, oh, it's so Wes Anderson. -y. And it's like in black and white, I think. So it's, yeah, it's just Look, Wes Anderson colors, has a new movie. I want it. His colors are the reason why I want to direct music videos. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Grant. Grant I have Budapest. like two music videos I'm going to direct at some point, hopefully next year. And his use of colors, I will watch what? and rewatch and rewatch. Hold on, what? hold on. Let's not gloss over that. You what? just what? dropped on the podcast that you have two music videos that you are directing next summer, as yes, if I'm that was just like and produce them. As if that was just not a big deal. Like, so here's oh the yeah, I just got I got these projects that I'm directing. No big, no big whoop. No, that is a very big whoop. Big whoop. Please, as soon as you have the information and are able to share it as to what those music videos are and who they are for, and then once they get made, please let us let every single person who is listening to this show know because that is yes. an amazing opportunity, and I am so incredibly excited for you. Yes. Oh, I'm also very excited. That is so badass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean those are mine outside of like the ghostbusters and the bonds we talked about earlier mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you what what other ones that didn't quite make your list do you at least want to mention uh sure um i got some like random weird ones i think one of the ones that i'm really excited about that kind of came out of nowhere is nobody um, oh that bill bob odenkirk possible john wick sequel yes uh directed by the guy who did um uh hardcore henry uh i am so you know who bob odenkirk is no uh from uh better, better call, call saul, saul. or oh, okay, okay. Bad. Show. yeah yeah um he is an action star in this movie like uh, like john wick style like they show just look up the trailer it's called it nobody looks, it's, it's make sure believable it's, and great Make sure it's the 2021 Nobody and not Mr. Nobody, which was a Jared which had Leto Jared movie. Leto from in like, it. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise That's you'll be three. like, oh, this movie already came out. Yeah. I know, three mentions. I'm going to go punch myself in the dick <laughs> later for doing that. Um, so Nobody is one that I'm like interested in. Um, let me pull up here. I forgot about um, that one. I'm so glad you brought it up. There's a couple of just like weird movies that I am more curious about than mm -hmm. excited for. Um, so I'll use my time to bring those up. Um, one of those, uh, where did it go? Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, I had a bunch. Oh, one of them is the new Space Jam movie. Um, I, I want to see this movie. Now, it okay. is not because, <laughs> it is not for the reasons that people would think. I want to watch this movie because in my brain, there is zero reason that this movie should exist. Like, <laughs> at all. No point. 100% zero point. 
possibly the worst idea ever. Yeah, it, 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 and, and I have seen production like stills and photos from the set of this. And I can say for some reason, Jim Carrey is reprising the mask for this movie. Bill Sarsgaard has portrayed Pennywise the Clown for this movie. Um, now I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's starring no. LeBron, LeBron James <laughs> and the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And if those, if that like string of <laughs> like things doesn't at least make you curious. Then you, what are we doing? something is wrong with you. What are we, what even, are we even doing? doing? So for me, it's not anticipated in the sense that I'm like, I can't wait. This is going to be great. It's more like I have to know what is happening, <laughs> why this exists. Because as we all know, the fact that movies get made at all are like little miracles. So a movie yes. has to like, a movie has to pass so many people that go, yes, this is a good idea. Yes, this is a good idea. Yes, I will give this budget to this movie. Yes, we will continue doing this. So the fact that a movie like Space Jam, I think it's called Space Jam Legacy now. Oh, instead with, of Space Jam 2. With these factors in it, the fact that it has made it through that entire process blows my mind. And the fact that it's not called Double Dribble, ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> come on. All right, I yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm just like super curious above all else to just see it. So that's it'd be it. Like and it, then... It'd be like if Paramount announced in all seriousness that they were coming out with a movie called Terminator versus Mr. Ed. Be like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? And how, they were like, how would and, that even work? And guess what? Uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask is going to be in it. <laughs> You're like, wait, what do those things have to do with each other at all? And, and then like, Robert no. De Niro, Robert De Niro is reprising his character from, yep, you guessed it, Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. <laughs> I 100% it's like, saw where you're going with that. Oh wow. my so, God. Awesome. I love it. Do we want to, okay. Do we want to talk about like our, the main five, I mean, Dune. I had, hold on. I had one, oh, I had one more, one more honorable mention. Oh, and please, this one please. I actually am, am interested. Hopefully it's what? I said, oh, good. Oh, I thought you said, hopefully it's Ghoulies. And I was like, that came out a long no, time ago. I said, ago. oh, goody, or something like that. Oh, uh, I'm excited for Cherry. And if you guys haven't heard about Cherry, uh, Cherry is coming to us from the Russo brothers. Um, and it's okay. starring um, uh, 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 Tom Holland. Arnold? Oh. Um, and he plays, I'm going to pull it up here. It. He plays a, uh, I'll just give you the little log line. It's very short. Uh, the wild journey of a disenfranchised young man from Ohio who meets the love of his life only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions and challenging life circumstances, including a bank robbery. Nice. Like, so well, first off, I'm a fan of the Russo brothers. I think same. ever since Community, the Avengers, like I'm all for the Russos and I like Tom Holland as an actor same he's he's one of those dudes that like I still kind of feel like is flying under the radar a little bit about how good he actually yeah. is as mm -hmm. a performer like Uncharted could change that if they do it right 
Yes, I, that's what I'm I, I agree. I agree. And so um, I don't know if you guys saw what was that movie, uh, The Devil All the Time. I was going to ask if you anybody saw that. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. I want to. Same. I have. It's not. good, and he is awesome. How's and, um, uh, Robert? Uh, what's his face? Pattinson. Yeah. How's he in it? Great. I love Robert Pattinson. So do I. That's why I'm bringing it up. Like High Life yeah. and Good He's Times. Awesome. And I, I went back and, and uh, watched High, uh, Good Life with Haley the other day. Um, such a good movie. Yeah. But Good, time, uh, good Times, so, you mean. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Good Times. Uh, I, I wanted to throw this one out there only because I think it's going to fly under a lot of people's radar. And I think yeah. it's going to be good. So... People should keep an eye out for it. I think they might have a trailer. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but it's 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 a com- I mean it's a crime drama uh, from the Russo brothers starring Tom Holland. So I am I'm, I'm I am genuinely it. surprised West Side Story and No Time to Die was picked up by either of you two. <laughs> yeah. No Time to Die. No Time to Die was was considered. And, and while I love those <coughs> movies, they're they're fine. Okay. There's two. Two reasons that West Side Story didn't make my list. One, it's because I feel like Steven Spielberg hasn't made a great movie in a while. And two, I love the original West Side Story musical. And I don't feel like it's a movie that necessarily needs to be remade. I think it's, I think it's fine existing as right. in the time frame that that movie existed. Um, although I do love uh ansel elgort or whatever his name is yes. from baby driver baby driver yeah i think he's awesome and he's a fantastic singer for those of you who did not know um, i actively also listen to his music so yes he is awesome very good um and then the uh the no time to die shocker ready for this i haven't seen any of the james or the daniel craig james bond movies really nope i've seen uh, none of them and they're good yeah that's what I've heard. Good. It's just kind of one of those things. I'm like, ah, sure. Okay. It's kind of like it, if you watched any of the Mission Impossible's and like those, they're the same feelings. Oh yeah, like I them. do. I, it took it took me a long time to watch those movies too. Like I, I think they're I fun. just I just watched all the ones since three like a year ago. Like I just yeah, binge watched them. They're all. good. It's it's you watch it for the set pieces and the stunts and the action and those sure. are done well. Sure. I do like Rami Malek though, and I know he's in. Same. Uh, no time to die. I think, and I think I, he'll be a good villain. I I agree. I like him in anything. He's a he's another okay. good actor that I. Uh, he he was in a horror video game that I really like called Until Dawn. Um, yeah, I remember that game. And he is like one of the starring characters, and like it's him. It like looks like him. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah. Well, that's wanna, it, kids. You want right. to do our five? Yeah, we gotta oh, yes. we gotta get I our forgot. list. We didn't mash our up our five. list. Holy shit! All right, what am I doing? Twenty twenty one is just so well, weird. It's so well, weird to be in a new year. Well, some of them. I mean, Dune we all shared as number one. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's in the set. Heights. You guys both shared as you guys both shared in the Heights as number four. So yeah, Suicide I'm Squad. Right there. We shared. Yeah, we shared as two. So we have like a three and a five if we want to throw those out there. Mia, remind me what was your number two. Oh, uh, my number two was Black Widow. Black Widow, and that then wasn't anywhere three... close to your lists. <laughs> no, but then and then your number three was. Um... My number three was the Kingsman. The Kingsman. Right. See, and my I, I would be okay. Eternals. I would be okay with putting Kingsman around like number five because I I am looking forward to those, especially with 
like how good the trailer was and how yeah, reinvigorating it and it has it. all the right people in it yeah. to like get you engaged and want to I agree. watch it okay Keith, okay. are you okay with that are you okay with the king's man is number five uh king's man is number five yeah i'm totally on board with that all right cool. so we need just because three. it was another one like i said that i didn't i had no interest in but then i saw the trailer and was like i'm on board with this yeah so number three we had like kind of we all shared like horror type well some of us shared horror type films in there i will automatically forego halloween if we can please put Candyman on there i'm okay I, with that i, I know my, Mia, i know you don't love horror but hot damn does that movie look good maybe i'll put it on in the background while i'm doing something just to support the film but just like not well, watch it watch watch the trailer and see if it doesn't intrigue you just a little bit the trailer's done with like cut paper and it's really cool like shadow oh it's puppety. so cool shadow that, all, that already intrigues me all right all yeah. right go watch it the visuals watch. look pretty pretty cool so all right well uh mia uh read us our five back Ooh, we all right in number five we have the king's man in yeah. number four we have in the heights number three we have candy man Number two, mm -hmm. we have Suicide Squad. Yeah. And the number suicide one, we squad. have, oh, excuse me, The <laughs> Suicide Squad. And number one, we have Doom. I, I think that is a badass list of movies for 2021. And oh, if people yeah. aren't excited by it, then what are we even doing? What are you doing, people? Get excited about things. It's no longer no. 2020. We can all be happy again. Finally. Let's, let's be happy this year. Uh, let's be excited and, about stuff. And if you didn't have enough stuff to be excited about already, let me remind you, please go check out Project Hyphen Nerd on every single format of possible. Twitch will have weird Twitch specials coming to you this year. Yes. We also have brand new stuff to the uh, Project Hyphen Nerd YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe and turn hit the little bell icon so you get reminders when new posts or new videos are posted. Also, check, check, check out the Ner uh, Project Nerd podcast lineup. We've got retooled shows coming at you in 2021. We've got, as we mentioned at the top of the show, a new release date for High Five the Podcast. So those who are already subscribed, you're going to get it anyway, but now you're going to get it on Tuesdays. You're going to get um, it sooner. Please. So please go check out all that stuff. Support nerdiness. Uh, also, as always, subscribe to our Patreon, guys. You think yeah. getting... You think getting one episode a month is awesome? How about getting two or three episodes a month? Hmm? Hmm? How about being able to exclusively hear our uh, David Lynch Jinxies episode where we review mm -hmm. Dune? Hmm? Hmm? Is that good enough for you? $3 will score you that little beauty. So please, go support us on Patreon. High five, Colin, the podcast. Uh, also, we're on all of the social medias. Teddy is telling you where. You can go see it on uh, Instagram yeah. at High Five yeah. the Podcast, on Facebook at High Five the Podcast, and on Twitter at High the Number Five the Podcast. On all of those handles, it's all letters, no numbers, except, of course, Twitter, which I explained. Uh, I think that's about it. Otherwise, Letterboxd. Um, yeah. Check us out there. Uh, as a reminder, Jay is a member of the uh, Tennessee Film Critics Association. Is right, that the, right, music, the Music City Music City Film Critics Association. So we, yeah, we actually recently released our picks and award nominees for next year or for 2020. 
Um, and so as you see those nominees be released, we were one of the first groups in the country to release them. So go check out the Music City Film Critics Association or the High Five Facebook as I've shared some of our articles there. But yeah, we're, and boom. Uh, we're, we're picking the good ones. Jay brings, there you go, guys. Jay brings much needed legitimacy to the High Five Podcast. Opinions. You're welcome. Woo-hoo. You're welcome. So, uh, and Mia, what do you got going on? Anything you want to plug for the new year outside of High Five the Podcast? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what, audience? You're going to get to see way more of Mia in 2021 if Jay yeah. and I have anything to do with it. So be keep your eyes peeled on the Project Hyphen Nerd Network. Uh, because Mia is somebody that deserves to be doing all sorts of cool stuff in your face. And will. Thank you. And will make sure that happens. And also, she's going to be directing music videos in yeah, next year. On. So, come on. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Patient. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Terminal clown shin? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.